0: I'm Sean McCormick and this is optimal performance.
1: A sleep score, maybe a readiness score that you're looking at resting heart rate, HRV, but then how do you actually apply that information in your day? You can have basis plan the optimal time for you to eat, the optimal time for you to exercise, the optimal intensity, the optimal uh, duration, right? Like all the, all these different variables that we have to think about, we we're, we're enabling people to have those decisions be made based on what, you know, we've determined would be the optimal thing for their body.
0: That, everyone, is George Georgelidis, and he's the founder of Basis. So you got a health tracker, right? Maybe you got a CGM, or you've got a Fitbit, or an Apple Watch, and you've, you're you taking some data. You see it all the time, but what do you do with it? What are you supposed to do with it? How do you How does that make you a healthier, more optimal performer? Well, that's what George is doing at Basis. Basis uses a unique algorithm from a range of health trackers to give a real-time approach to helping people make better decisions, significant changes over time by getting better and better and better workout, nutrition, mindfulness, sleep. It's really pretty incredible. And in this episode, we talk all about how it works, how we can use our health tracker data to just be better performers, optimal performers using the data that comes from us. Fascinating episode. I can't wait to share it with you as always. I'm always focused on giving you the best cutting edge information that will help you live an optimal life. You can learn more if you go to basishealth.io. They're in the beta test still. You know, this is early, but it's worth checking out now and getting a, a, a greater grasp of how this stuff will help you in your life in a year or two or three. So go check it out. Before we jump into this episode, I want to say thank you to our newest sponsor, WaveBlock. WaveBlock makes the most highly effective EMF blocking stickers that you can possibly have. If you use AirBuds at all, you have to realize that those AirPods are basically like little modems transmitting signals to each other through your skull. Now, obviously they're convenient and they're awesome. They enrich the sound you're listening to, but you have to take protections against some of that EMF exposure. I have a podcast coming out with the founder, Ben Salem from WaveBlock, and he explains in this episode how this stuff works so well, how these stickers, both on your earbuds and also on the back of your iPhone and to other products coming soon, actually decrease the amount of EMF exposure and Bluetooth signal that is just being absorbed by your skull and your brain. You can get 10% off if you go to waveblock.com and use the code OPP. Trust me. These have prevented my ears from feeling hot when I use my earbuds during the day and you're about to find out in the episode coming about how this works on your phone too. Fascinating stuff. That's waveblock.com and use the code OPP for 10% off. Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, Wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever changing world. Let's dig right in. And we're here with George, George Elitis, founder of Basis. George, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thanks for having me, Sean. Excited to be here. You were just telling me before we turned the mics on that you knew from your uh from your health trackers that you were kind of coming up to COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as as a as a launching point, which how did you know? What were your health trackers telling you? Yeah,
1: so obviously um I I, I use multiple wearables. One of them is an O ring. So I saw that my temperature was about one degree off. Off, off my norm, and you know, just for for from my personal standpoint, it's like it only deviates for 0.1, 0.2 at any given given day, right? So it was one full degree up. So clearly there was something going on, um, and I saw that my HRV was also, uh, you know, way off track. Um, and uh, i i wasn't myself like i i wasn't experiencing any symptoms if, if you asked me are you sick today i would say no this is just a normal another normal day for me but my body was clearly already experiencing something that it didn't take an extra day or two for me to actually feel the the grunt of it which i ended up with 100 degree fever couldn't sleep i was you know completely shot for a couple of days uh, but it gave me a chance because i was tracking things to get ahead of it and what could have been you know possibly a week ended up just being two days of um of symptoms. Hmm. And and I think we're seeing people are increasingly, and everyday people, right, not just biohackers and quantified selfers and athletes, elite athletes. Everyday people are buying wearables, and they're buying um, home devices to take control and personalize their health journey. The problem is, you know, how do you actually use that information in a way that drives your decision making? Because that's what people want. You know, steps are great. You know, sleep scores are great. But like, Mm -hmm. how do I actually do something in my life to achieve my healthy, whatever healthy is for you. And that's different for different people.
0: Hmm, Yeah, well said. Yeah, it's it's one thing to know. It's another thing to, to activate around the data that you're gathering. And it's a whole other thing to orient that behavior toward the goal you have. If it's sleep optimization or weight loss or longevity, there's different things that we can do which parlays nicely into what you're doing with basis. So give us, give us this, I asked this question to most guests, because I think it's just a cool way to kick things off. If you had to explain basis to an intelligent third grader, uh, what would, how, how would you do that? Um,
1: the, the simplest explanation is that we we built basis to um, help you make daily uh, personalized health decisions. So in um, when, when we peel back the curtain to understand what that means, um, just to give you a very quick background, my team and I have been doing health data research at MIT, Stanford, Harvard. Uh, our, our advisors are some of the leaders in the wearable um, uh, biomarker space, digital biomarker space. So we've we uncovered things that, you know, uncovered patterns in, in wearable data that we can actually use to empower people in their day-to-day life so things like circadian rhythm even things like hunger rhythm like why do you why do you eat a big meal at lunch and like you still might get hungry later on it's just there's natural biological things that happen in your body that if you're equipped with the knowledge it empowers you to understand why something is working or not working um understanding your circadian rhythm you understand why you have no matter what you do you'll have some kind of you know midday dip like in your energy um why you're more energetic at a specific time or you know like there's just all these things that it empowers you to to know and understand your body and it's um it's um it unlocks your it unlocks your your mind and it unlocks your ability to understand and pursue your own health goals. um and we're trying to provide that in a context around how people live their lives so we don't think of our health in terms of steps we think of our of our health in terms of like how do i feel throughout the day how am i trending towards my my own goals and we look at everything as a day by day basis so we're re- literally trying to be real time responsive to what's going on in your body and empower you with that information so that you're understanding why am i feeling this way or what should i be doing at this moment to reach my goal
0: mm-hmm. so tell us how that works that was an excellent ex- uh, explanation for the intelligent third grader <laughs> that does that does put a put a nice bow on it so so how how does that work obviously health trackers and digitized data uh, for sort of health metrics are a part of this, but how, give us an idea of, of what the what the user would experience.
1: Sure. So um, today, you're, you know, again, we don't provide the hardware, so assuming you already have your own hardware, whatever that is, we integrate with most of the major wearables, um, so Apple Apple Watch or Ring Fitbit. Um, that same data that you're you're capturing today, you're probably opening up a, a, a digital solution that's giving you some kind of a, a sleep score um maybe a readiness score depending on the solution it's look you're looking at resting heart rate hrv but then what is that how do you actually apply that information in your day so um we've with that same exact data as I mentioned we're creating things like a circadian rhythm so we'll let you know throughout your day you should exercise probably at the time that you have your peak energy or this is the time we'll look at your past historical data we'll see that when you exercise let's say at 5 p.m uniquely for you you end up sleeping better um, we can also discover that based on your readiness score, or you know, based on your recovery, instead of just giving you a score, we'll say this is an example of a workout that your body is equipped to do today. Mm-hmm. And we're personalized on, based on workouts you've already done in the past. So everything is about what it, what is intuitively makes sense to me as a human to understand, and we're trying to and we're trying to enrich the data while at the same time deconstructing in a way that anyone can understand. You don't have to be an elite athlete or have a health certification to understand how to use uh, the wearable data. And wearables have immense unlocked value. Uh, so that's really what we're super bullish on. And kind of like a you know looking forward, we think that you know five, 10 years from now, user generated health data will be the way that the primary way we make uh, health and wellness decisions. So and I say user generated because today it's wearables, tomorrow maybe other things. Um, you know, we all we already have smart health IoT devices. We'll have computer vision. You know, voice based things. There's so many other things that could come into play. Um, but I, I strongly believe that we're already in that in the midst of that uh, massive uh, shift in how healthcare uh, will behave.
0: Yeah, we share that vision for sure, and and it's it's at the basis <laughs> of of what what I believe the the future of health optimization will be. It will be. Uh, it will be digital, it will be uh, custom to you, but not only to to you, but where you are now. And it sounds like basis kind of does the same thing in which you know if I got terrible sleep last night, but I want to charge through it and go for my 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 typical run that I do. Will basis say, hey, listen, like you're based on your heart rate variability based on you know you know your CGN, you know glucose levels or whatever, we're going to, the basis is going to make some suggestions on maybe not going for that 15 mile run and maybe doing some like active recovery is like, am I on the right track there?
1: So let's say, let's say you had terrible sleep for two nights in a row. Right. And, you know, otherwise you're like, you know, on Thursday, every Thursday I do know this specific workout, but realistically we, you know, we know that, um, if you exercise intensely on days that you're not recovered, you're probably doing more, more harm than good. Um, we are empowering you to let you know that based on your recovery, today should be a rest day. Um, today should be a day you take it easy, and we'll give you examples of what that means. Um, and uh, so so that's, that's, you know, obviously you can start peeling back and explain to people, this is how the data came to this point. But what we've discovered is that most people don't actually want to dive deep into the data, but they do want to find something that intuitively makes sense. And the reality is that on days that you're not intuitively you do have an understanding but you almost need something to objectively tell you that yes today is not Hmm. a day for you to push you're not being a a wuss or like a weak for not pushing through today and that you can make up for it and like we can help you make up for it you know in the coming days as you recover um and the truth is everything is a domino like our lifestyle is just this massive domino uh, effect so you you exercise too much and and you let's say your body doesn't recover well enough you continue to push through you maybe you're not getting enough sleep you're getting stressed and all of this just trickles down into a situation where it's you know low grade burnout high grade burnout you know other other situations that um, that just you can't you don't have time to catch up with
0: yeah that makes such great sense and I think something that, that people miss is, especially for listeners of this podcast and other sort of type A go-getters that love the grind. They like high their high energy, they're fully engaged with their life like they're good parents, they're good athletes, they're good professionals. they got it all dialed in. and their their propensity to maybe push through those days where they don't feel good or aren't didn't sleep very well, well, if you're also stressed and you've had two bad days of sleep and you're, uh, you're one degree hotter uh, and your temperature overall for the day, well, that's when like leaky gut happens. That's when, you know, you have the downstream from that stuff is like autoimmune disease. And now we know how many people are experiencing gut issues and some of the symptoms that come from that can really mess you up if it goes unchecked but if it's like no i'm just gonna charge through it i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna drink my shake and go to the gym and just hammer because it's like well wait a minute though there's a there's a point of diminishing returns with some of this stuff so i i i really i really like that um and mind
1: you, know, you that was you too by the way i i went yeah, through, right i went through a similar case where i was super tired. i was training for triathlons competing in like you know every, every three, four weeks I was competing in the uh, competitions. I qualified for nationals. I was working a full-time job. So it's just like everything around my life was just pushing. Everything was just about uh, getting through uh, to the next level. And at some point my body just, you know, had a burnout. And it was just one day to the next, it's just everything just became incredibly hard to do. I had two to three hours of energy. Everything else was just drained. And it took me six months to even get back to like a normal uh, way of being like it's, you, you you end up losing way more time even though you're pushing you end up actually delaying your 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 goal achievement and you you really impact your health in a way that you can't really recover um if you're if you're driving blind and I was driving blind at the time I didn't know that my body was at the tip of you know falling apart.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah that it's it's exciting because this is the sort of care and attention that's that's driven by good data that like Olympic athletes get, you know, and it's exciting to me because as we have more and more tools, more and more data, more customized and personalized, that makes us, well, that gives that gives each of us the opportunity to really thrive and be our best. And, 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 and I, the question is like, for me is, well, so what, right? Like <laughs> who cares? What, what does that mean to be optimized? Well, it improves your life. You, your relationships are better. You're a better person to be around. You're leaner. You're stronger. You're making better decisions. You are able to perform at, at your optimal level because now you're getting the same, uh, same attention and the same care and decisive health choices that was previously reserved for just like the one percent of one percent in the world um if,
1: if yeah. i can ask you, i think one of the one of the uh, unfortunate things of health as a term or wellness that that ends up kind of propagating in, in society is that health is usually distilled down to you know athletic performance or losing weight but the reality of it is that the same exact data that we're utilizing for those, you know, for improvement in those things, have to do with mental health, have to do with productivity, have to do with just the general joy, right? Even even the ability to have joy if you're mm-hmm. if you're um, if you're sick, if you're dealing with inflammation, if you're sleep or chronically sleep-deprived, sleep if you're misaligned with your circadian rhythm, like all these things, like they do have an impact on how you even experience life. Outside yeah. of losing weight and, and building muscle. You don't have to be an elite athlete. You don't have to be super skinny or, you know, anything of that sort. But, you know, mental health is a huge issue, like, uh, all, all you know, throughout the United States and the world now. So,
0: Yeah, that's such an important point. And I'm really glad that you use the word joy. Because the world has been strange. It's always been strange. It's especially strange these last couple of years. And Depending on how much TV you watch, it's getting stranger and scarier. And if you haven't felt joy in months, well, perhaps that has something to do with these trackable things that you can activate on or even get suggestions for. I love that idea. That's really important. Mental health. I want to uh, define a term. Um mm-hmm which I know we're kind of dancing around it already, but, but how do you, how do you define AI assisted autonomous care?
1: Yeah. So uh, at the most basic level, like the things that we wanted to still, so, so there's certain things that humans are really good at, right. And humans are really good at look uh, at thinking outside the box, coming up with creative solutions, coming up with things that have never been seen before or things that are not a pattern of behavior. And then on the flip side, you have machine learning, which is incredibly good at you know looking at data and uncovering things based on some kind of pattern of behavior, or some kind of statistic, or what it's seen before, re, uh, identifying for you. So, within the wearable data space, like within the digital biomarker space, there's just so much of that information in real time, constantly available for for processing, and that's the you know that's where the AI component comes in play, right? AI assisted meaning we're assisting the human, like the human can be the person, right? And then the human can also be the the general practitioner or the the health coach, whoever it is that's advising that person. Uh, The autonomous piece is really the idea that, you know, part of what our product does is not only do we try to identify what's the optimal time for you to work out or like, you know, your optimal type of exercise, we're also trying to place it for you um, in the day so that you know when to do that activity. Looking forward into the future, When you think of the the time to sleep you're thinking of um a wind down so you can even have a situation where your your smart lamps and your smart speaker Mm -hmm. and your your, you know your eight sleep mattress and all these things are automatically creating the experience to, to enable you to sleep at the optimal time so that's the autonomous component that we envision moving forward in a way that the ai is communicating with the rest of the peripherals and the things in your life to enable you to make the, the 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 right decision easier and to lower the friction of of continue the behavioral change, the friction of behavioral change.
0: Yeah. What's your background? You've told me that you've surrounded yourself with you know leading leading researchers and you know throughout Harvard, Stanford, MIT. What how did how did you get into this space?
1: So I grew up very much involved in the healthcare space. My, my family was in the space. I, I was an athlete. I was a sprinter, uh, computer on my, my country's national track and field team, uh, spent two years in the army. So everything, you know, throughout my early days was about, you know, elite performance and optimization and improvement, a lot of health literacy. You know, I was I was lucky to have a lot of really good health literacy on nutrition, on sleep, on recovery. Um, and then my first, the first degree, I I went through USC and UCLA in business. Uh, the first product that we worked on though was an implant was a, a pacemaker so an implantable you know device to save people's lives um, and the thing that was really life-changing was as we were going around this working with uh, surgeons at the time um, we went to ucla torrance it's very I, I i very vividly remember that experience because we spoke to a surgeon who told us that they had just completed 14 amputations that week alone and those were all metabolic related diseases right so um, and i was like okay great we we're, we're doing something to support people um, with um you know once the the harm has happened almost like enable them to continue living but the mm-hmm. quality of life has already already been impacted the the long term chronic illness has already been present and it's not you know it's not going to regress um so moving forward i you know I, I got continued to be motivated to to move backwards and help people's lifestyle change uh, i started a bioinformatics uh, graduate degree at stanford, stanford and I started working with more and more people in the space, uh, you know, at the forefront of wearable data. And that's kind of like how we all came together. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is a, this is a broad question. What's your mission? Yeah. If, if I had to, you
1: know, every day I wake up with this, with this uh, idea that we can have um, a real time personalized biofeedback system. Like, um almost like very very star trekish very very futuristic in the sense that you literally wake up you can walk into some experience or or it's just continuously there um allowing us to avoid anything that's lifestyle or 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 just um epigenetic uh outcome right like there's just situations that we're culprits for or situations things that things that we can catch early on um, that we can improve, or even understand how we can um, get the most out of ourselves. I think if you look at the uh, mortality rates and the causes of death in the United States, we've we've plateaued for the last three four years, and everything it's like everything is related to lifestyle related conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just it's so limiting to think of humanity as being capped by just making poor decisions in our day to day life, that. I can't help but envision how exciting would it be if we get to the other side of this, where we're no longer kind of victims of bad bad decisions. And to be honest, I, I honestly don't think there's anyone who doesn't want to be healthy. Again, whatever health is for them. Um, I just think there's a lot of limited health literacy things. Behavioral change is hard, especially when you don't see the outcomes. Mm-hmm. And I know you've spoken to a few different CGM uh, you know, um, uh, thought leaders on the show. Yeah um you know we we also uh, worked with people with cgms and you see how i knew pizza was bad but like damn when i saw how bad it was with my glucose i got it you know yeah right um, right so simple things like you the data is is uh is empowering like uh, the ability to see what's actually going on for you people don't respond to general ideas general truths or one size fits all they respond mm-hmm. to their what's what's true for them yeah um, and I think we, um, yeah, we have this, I'm, I'm inspired by this potential to see what's on the other side of chronic illness. Like where, where do we take this? Where do we take this health span and lifespan and, you know, longevity piece? Once we're, we're empowered with the the knowledge and the
0: data for our own bodies to, um, to, to keep growing and keep improving. A quick announcement from one of our sponsors, and then right back into the episode. Do you feel like you're lacking that primal motivation, drive, and energy you used to have? Every year after puberty, your growth hormone decreases, sometimes by 50% by the age 35, and it only keeps going down from there. It doesn't matter how in shape you are or how good your diet is, it's happening to all of us. Growth hormone decreases can cause chronic fatigue, body fat, low libido, poor sleep, so much more. Biopro Plus is the first of its kind 100% non-synthetic alternative growth hormone treatments. It immediately replaces what your body is no longer getting. And it does it naturally without needles or nasty side effects or expensive costs like typical synthetic growth hormone. Biopro Plus is not a synthetic drug, so it will not shut off natural production you still have. Biopro Plus is scientifically backed and 100% safe. If you go to BioProteinTech.com and use the code OPP, you get $30 off your first purchase and any other purchases after that. I've been using Bioprotein Plus for about a month and my workouts are better. I'm sleeping better. I have more energy and I've also been in a better mood lately, which is also really helpful in my life. Uh, If you go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP, you'll get $30 off. Yeah, with with Increased health spans and increased lifespans, we're going to need some pretty good tools, right? We're, we know that we're going to be able to stay alive longer, not only with interventions later. Pacemakers is one example. You know, we, for those of us who have a focus on health span and lifespan, we very well may all, you and I might be you know sipping tea in in Greece when we're 120 at some point Cheers you know <laughs> and and feeling like we're 65 you know and in order to get there not just because of inf- interventions that will keep us alive but we're going to need really really good tools to help us orient around that goal mm-hmm. and and so that that vision that we can leverage all of these trackers we can leverage all of these uh, all of these tools with suggestions in real time, Sean, today is not the day to go for that run, man. You gotta, you know, instead you should go for, you know, a one hour walk instead. Like that's, that's, that's better. Those sorts of custom specific suggestions to the person, to the, to their taste is pretty fascinating.
1: And if I can add two more points, like there's, there's the piece of AI assisted to, to bring in the, the GP or the, the specialist. I think everyone, everyone's gone over the idea that doctors don't have the time <laughs> to deal with looking at your historical data or to follow up with you between between visits. Just realistically, they they probably need six, six, uh, six uh, patients every hour just you know to make money. Um so they're in a situation where it's not it's not their fault that they can't be as, as proactive or as involved in, in your standard of care. And this is the same thing for, you know, uh, psychiatric conditions, uh, cardiovascular, any, anything, right? Um, so we can make them have just so, such a bigger um, um, positive impact on the limited time that they spend with patients. Um, the second thing is, you know, looking at older populations like you mentioned you know we're 120 and I'm thinking you know my mom she's got an, a knee issue and she's been she started looking at her apple health like her guide analysis and she realized that you know when she uh, she, she tried to improve um the the um, uh, this like left left-sided kind of favoring that she was doing and she said that's actually improved my knee pain wow so this is like just passively collected data that you know, if it wasn't for you know speaking with me, right, she wouldn't even even know that 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 thing exists as a data point right. and understand what the implications of that are to apply in her day-to-day life. And there's way way more significant applications of that to older populations that you know, luckily my 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 uh, my parents haven't dealt with yet. But um, I know that you know, the data we're already collecting—not in 10 years—the data we're collecting today is un- is untapped. Like we can do so much more. For people without having them do any extra work
0: mm-hmm. so just to make that point clear so your your mom was looking at what the rhythm of her gait like her how her steps were going and she made adjustments
1: correct so she she saw that she was favoring her left leg which is the knee the knee that she had an issue with and um just making an adjustment um for that she said on days that i don't do it on days that i actually adhere to like having you know a uh, uh, an equilibrium uh, my knee pain is actually better. Hmm.
0: That's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I want to go back to a point you made about doctors because clearly the allopathic, you know, model is no longer serving us for health. Right? It's keeping us alive. It's putting bones back together. You know, we are we we have so much to be thankful for when it comes to emergency medicine um, and sort of western Western medicine, but these doctors also get four hours of training on nutrition in med school. And, and just to think, just to think that they're, unless they're paying attention on their own, they don't really have very many ideas. And they, how often does a doctor ask you what you're eating? You know, what what's your, what's your diet like? Rarely, right? So that, that's one concern. And, and I'll get your thoughts on this. You know, do you have faith or confidence or hope that westernized medicine is going to be able to make adjustments? I know the insurance companies have obviously so much to do with that, but do you think that they're going to be able to adjust and keep up with the pace of innovation for companies like yours in order to make uh, to make an actual impact on people's health outcomes?
1: yeah it's, it's tough to predict how actors will actually act in the future um you know i think we, we all try to you know, I'll, I'll give you an example like in the beginning of the pandemic we, we saw this like solidarity and we're like you know so inspired like the whole world is coming together and then you know midway through everyone was just tearing each other apart um so i want to you know i want to be optimistic and say that the we can unlock as i mentioned like doctors in a way that the amazing training they have um we can put it to use for the times that they're actually needed and not have them work in this like burned out kind of reality. Of like oh, I'm a doctor, but like, you know, my life is just literally just seeing patients and dealing with conditions back to back. Um, no, no one's life is, you know, optimized, like your, your profession, you can't be your absolute best when you, when you're just living like that, I think. Um, and then second of all, I think, you know, when you think of doctors as reality, if you know, you and I walk in, you know, otherwise we look healthy and we come in and we say, we're complaining because we're worried about, Potentially developing some condition in like five years, and they literally just left a meeting with you know an elder, elderly patient that is fighting for their life. It's very hard for them to empathize for you in in the same way. Um, I think that's just a human reality. So I think the more the more we have this shift, which may take at least a decade, where people actually adopt kind of like home-based, personalized uh, behavioral change and empowering themselves with the uh, information. And you know the personalized, you know, actionable guidance side uh, things that we're working on um, to to only need um, you know the, the medical system when something is really off. Um, I think that could have like this trickle down effect that that improves everyone's experience. The medical system itself isn't just constantly trying to like you know um, have the like block the, the bucket from leaking just so many so many patients coming through. Um, but that's you know that's the optimistic side. There's there's the other side where you know actors may act in, the, in a way that like they're, they're fearful that they might lose their their stake in decision making and um, their importance may wane um, or that the industry as a whole might shrink. So you never know how actors will act in the long term in in kind of like preventing their own demise, perhaps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's tough tr- and it's tough too because you know uh, diagnose to you know to to assess diagnose and then write a prescription for some chemical intervention, it ain't working, it ain't working anymore. And for, you know, how many of the boomers, my parents and yours are on more than four medications, right? So many of them, and those doctors those prescribing doctors that are prescribing uh, those different medicines aren't really talking to each other. And so there's that that complicates things even more but I share your vision for the emergence of data-driven health changes maybe substantiated by a new kind of doctor that works virtually that can say, okay, well, show me your basis data you know show me show me what you got, I'll take a look at it um and you know make make some suggestions for for starting with lifestyle changes you know um, starting with adjusting your bedtime, starting with ad- adjusting your diet before, you know, writing a, a script for some, something that's going to destroy your gut microbiome and, and, you know, destroy your libido at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm optimistic too. And I, and I think that the, that is inevitably where we will go out of a need. And obviously you're on the same page.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's, it's been mentioned by many, uh, and many entrepreneurs and like researchers in this space, but in the unfortunate, uh, reality of COVID and, you know, all the, the, the bad things that happen we've had this like you know silver lining which is that the space has been pushed forward you know multiple years whatever however way you quantified half a decade you know a decade but we've seen both cgm adoption right like during the pandemic uh wearable adoption like we have more than one in five americans now have a wearable device um and this is like i i like to i like to picture this And similar to how mobile was 15 years ago, where it was barely taking place. And think about today, who doesn't have a mobile device and look at how many things it's unlocked in our life. You know, there's also the negatives, but uh, how many things it's unlocked in terms of our potential, like things that we can do with with these devices. Um, But then you look at wearables, the majority of people are actually buying them for health and wellness reasons. Right. So you're looking at a specific device type. A specific device category that the majority of the people are using it with the objective of improving their health um so if if we look at a future where one in two americans like that's not a niche anymore that's not like only privileged americans or like educated americans we're looking at pretty much anyone could um age age agnostic gender agnostic income agnostic right has a device that we can empower them to to be uh, their own health boss you know
0: yeah hell yeah So then this is a good time then to explain sort of the, how basis works, what it looks like, you know, what, 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 what phase of rollout are you, are you in just sort of give us, give it, paint us a picture for how, how basis operates and how, what people can come to expect.
1: Sure. So, um, we started off the, 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 the first path in our development was working with people to understand, um, once we identified that people had this gap in the the fact that they weren't satisfied with the feedback they were getting from their wearable uh you know their companion uh wearable devices uh, softwares um we started trying to understand with them work with them um get their data and see you know these are the things that we could tell you what what do you think of this so we went through a process of several months just back and forth with um with uh, users uh trying to understand what things would enrich their life um so i've already mentioned a few there's also like stress recognition and like here's a here's a meditation or um this is uh you know just just trying to move them towards their optimal zones and to to be reactive or proactive i guess in in a way to to certain things as they're happening um so the way the the, the customer experience looks like today you, you, the the main version the, the main section of the app you see multiple insights that are generated for you about your day so we mentioned circadian, your circadian rhythm your your energy schedule. Um, your hunger rhythm we mentioned so predicting what is your own hunger rhythm look like today Um, your your recovery your readiness um, what does your stress look like and then we allow people to plan their day along along these um, these insights so you can literally plan you can um, have basis plan the optimal time for you to eat the optimal time for you to exercise the optimal intensity the optimal um uh, duration, right? Like all the, all these different variables that we have to think about, we're, we're enabling people to have those decisions be made based on what you know we've determined would be the optimal thing for their body. And of course, you can you can adjust and make customize and and decide how you want to use those insights. Otherwise, um, but looking forward, obviously we're looking. This is just the fitness wellness side of the side of the equation because that's the thing that we can, uh, you know, almost everyone has a need for that. But looking forward into the future, like we've we've already been working on. Uh, cardio, cardiovascular predictive uh, algorithms. So understanding where you're at a, an increased risk for a cardiovascular event. So that's a situation where we'll alert you and let you know that this is something that you probably wanna get it looked into, looked with a, 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 a specialist. Um, and just other type of indicators of illness or um, you know burnout, for example, is another one. So a burnout alert. Um, so those are the type of things we're, we're, we're looking to in the next phase beyond just wellness and fitness. How do you get into the preventive things uh, mm-hmm. down the road? But of oh, course okay. those require more validation because they're, they're they have more implications and um, you know, eventually FDA approval, et cetera.
0: Yeah, right. The thought has occurred to me and it's come up in various forms uh, around some of this health tech, which is the hippies might not be into this so much, right? Like I don't I don't want I don't want a digital thing telling me, when I should slow down or when I should eat and so forth. And, and of course you'd say, well, it's not, it's not the digital thing telling you it's your, it's your, it's you informing what you should do. But, you know, I can't help, but, but think about what people like Paul check would say, you know, I'm not sure sure if you're familiar with, with the work of Paul check, inventor, of the Swiss ball, modern master, like the dude is, is insane, you know, 76 pack, The dude stacks rocks for exercise and, and, and what he has been harping on for a long time is, is that we're, we're getting away from nature. We're getting, we're getting out of touch with seasonal changes and sunlight and the need to ground and to, to be outside barefoot. And in every step that we take toward a more digitized reflection of ourselves is a step away from our connection with our own can our own connection to the to the earth and to the planet to the more natural, right? And I'm just going to use these sort of terms like the digital versus the natural. And so I wonder, I wonder how you've thought of that. I wonder if what you would say to someone who who's like, no, this is just one more thing to take me away from from being present with myself and and chill and cool and connected to nature like how how do you think of that
1: um yeah a lot, a lot to unpack there so i think there's as you said there's people who for many reasons so for some people it's a technical literacy thing for other people it's just a matter of just how they grew up uh their beliefs right you're always going to have different schools of thought and i think that's fine and, and the, the truth is if it's working for them great um i think if 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 you can find the if you have the ability to 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 be so um relaxed and um um model your your life around something that works for you and it's responding in a good way that's probably the right way for you anyways right um but the truth is we have so many people who are stuck in a situation where they don't understand what's going on and you just you know just telling them you know what you should just leave everything just go in nature ground yourself just take take some time off they're going to be resistant to it to begin with. Um, the reality is, we're as a as a society, we're becoming more and more um, self-actualization oriented. Mm. Um, we're becoming more and more uh, driven, and we're we're trying to do more and more in our days. and And I think you know that's 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 a great message to some extent, but like at the same time, I'm looking at reality and I'm thinking that's not really how people are going to behave, and that that would require a deconstruction of modern society. Mm. um so i would love to empower and enable people within the context of how they live their lives um so i want to enable them to not have to spend hours looking at digital data just instead empower them to demystify what's in their actual body their biology and Mm. help them make better decisions um but yeah i think you know always there's always going to be different schools of thought and different things different things will work for different people um it's very likely that for some people, um, even the idea that they're trying to uh, follow a regiment or like, you know, some data driven approach may, may be stressful, you know, and m- maybe that's not the optimal way for them.
0: Hmm. I'm I'm struck by the diplomacy that you just used in answering that question, because, you know, that that is a really great answer. <laughs> I mean, that is such a goddamn great answer. If that's working for you, cool. Like if you are okay spending one hour a day with a screen, nobody is nowadays. If that works for you, great, right? Uh, if you're if you're happy and healthy and, you know, a productive member of society, far out, go ahead. But you're also right that that's just not where we're at and it's not where most of us are headed, which is more quantified like it or not we are connected to screens we are we are interacting with ai and algorithms all day long every single day what i like about your approach is that it's reflecting back to people like this is you this is this is how this is how you is and these are some things that you may want to consider uh based on where you're at like today right now and that idea, very simple philosophical idea around our drive to become a, a more self-actualized society. Um, that's, that's the very, really thought provoking because you're right, you know, achievement, progress, um, building cool things that is where we're going. And, and, it, it won't stop. It's not going to go back, you know, unless the aliens arrive tomorrow, which is possible. And even if they do, <laughs> we still are going to use these tools. I just, I'm really struck by the honesty of that answer. Um, and the of even handedness that you just deployed right there. Very well done.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it. I mean, I, I, I do believe it though. I think, um, you can't force feed people with your own ideologies, right. Uh, as, as entrepreneurs and as, you know, um, as innovators, we try to we try to identify problems in the world and we try to find solutions um, that appeal to the majority of the population. But that's it, the majority. It's not everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And you try to think a decade ahead. You try to think where's the world going, and you try to build for that. Because if you build for today, you're already you know a decade <laughs> you're a decade behind already.
0: Right, right. One thing that, because this is near and dear to my heart and what I'm building is the other sorts of, and you've, you've, you've touched on it a little bit, right? And you said it's, uh, it's, it's fitness and nutrition. Maybe, maybe you, what you said, the two, the two core things that you're working on now are what? Can you just remind me?
1: Fitness and wellness.
0: Okay. So fitness and wellness. And, and now you're, you're going to be expanding the offering to consider what, can you remind me of that as well?
1: so so there's there's the preventive kind of like health component to it which is cardiovascular is like a first uh, a first source of of um you know chronic illnesses that we're addressing which are adjacent to metabolic and you know depending on again it all it, it depends on what data points the user has like if you if you also have you know glucose tracking that's you know that opens a whole new 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 sphere of of opportunity um and yeah, I, I guess I, I could go on, but I, I don't want to cut off. Yeah. Here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. No, I think that's good. So where I go with this is, okay, well, wh- wh- what are other elements to to live that, that highly integrated life? And, and I think about products, right. I think about nutritional supplements. I think about um, um, testing, you know, urinalysis, blood work, genetic testing to, 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 contribute additional data points that may make anybody's experience with trackers or basis itself more enriched mm-hmm. medical records, all that stuff. Um, so I wonder about how you, how you think about that? Like how, how do those sorts of additional data points tie into what you're, what you're building? And,
1: yeah. in and an unlimited budget and time and, and, you know, yeah. Uh, Without uh, blockers in you know uh, in the industry, I would say my vision is that you can integrate uh, labs, you can integrate uh, EMR data, you can integrate on-demand visits, right? Like this, you know, uh, just from the the spectrum of visits, like you have wellness, health, nutrition, right? Uh, And then you have the the escalation of that into care and uh, you know doctors. the i' i'll, I'll put another parenthesis i do blood work pretty much every month or every two months at most hmm. um, so i'm always responding to what my body is in need of um i'll give you another example i i discovered that i was trending towards higher cholesterol like pretty significant high cholesterol in the summer and you know the 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 traditional like you know uh, my 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 cardio my cardiologist's feedback was you probably need to get on statins
0: yeah, um, of course, you know,
1: I really don't <laughs> want to get on statin. so like, let me try to see if I can resolve it. You know, yeah. like, I was already living a, a, a good lifestyle, but I, I could do a few more tweaks to my nutrition, to maybe um, influence, uh, reduce cholesterol and, you know, improve my stress levels. And I just, you know, I did another round of cholesterol um, testing, and I'm way, way like, in, I'm in an optimal zone, let's just say mm-hmm. that. Um, so I could have put myself in a situation where I was completely off um off track for the foreseeable future with with statins um so i think there's there's a lot of power to um making decisions in, about how you live your day to day with more and more data but there's costs associated to that there's logistics associated to that so um one of the other pro- projects i've been working on for the last two years by the way is um enabling people to do home testing so a home diagnostic tool so yeah. we started off building a medical device so like a device that you can, has interchangeable cartridges, but now we're also seeing the potential like, you know, smartphone cameras are so powerful that we're, we're already, we've moved into using the smartphone cameras as the um, diagnostic tool, right? With computer vision. Whoa. So now you're saying like, basically this device right here is my, the window into my wearable data, but it's also the window into my diagnostic testing. I can do all these different tests at home. Not every test is yet, Possible to be done at home, but you have a lot of the early indicators of illness uh-huh. or kind uh, of like things that can guide your decision-making. So integrating more and more data points, but again, it's not passive. That's my, that's my, stick yeah. with it. like, I you can't trust people to do things if it's not passive. So that's the beauty of passive, passive. like literally just sit around and it's collecting information about you. And then we can process millions of data points in real time and and, um, and get, get give you information about what's going on and that's why i'm excited about implantables in the future i know your your previous guest said he's not he's not too uh, optimistic that they'll come to fruition but um uh, I, I think honestly that's when i think of the limitations of wearables today they have to do with um you know the aesthetic like do i like wearing a ring do i like having an apple watch instead of like you know a different type of watch does it go with my attire uh with a cgm like I don't think there's many people who would say they don't want it. There's a cost issue, but there's also uh, a look issue. Like you, I have like a patch on my arm, right? And then on top of that, you have a sticker. It's like, what's going on with you? Why do you have that? Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a lot of aesthetic and social reasons why people are still resistant to wearables. So Implanta will solve a lot of that. Increased battery life, uh, improved data integrity. Um, There's no user error almost, right? Like it's there. You can't do anything Hmm. about it. So there's a lot of really cool things we can look for in the future that solve many of these things. And you can get more data like an implantable in the interstitial fluid right here will give you, you know, possibly cortisol data continuously. So there's all these cool things that, that you can integrate and look forward to in the future. And, um, yeah, I don't, I, you know, I, I know that this can always sound like you're dreaming of like a uh, 50 years uh, ahead, but there's already implantable devices that are on the market being used. Um, but right now, reserved for people with you know severe, uh, severe progression of the condition.
0: Yeah. Now, now we're we're kind of dipping. You know, with the implantables, there's always the the transhumanist. Like it just you right. know it's like and then we're going transhumanist. So as soon as we start talking about putting something permanently into your body, well, where are you? Where you? It doesn't are you have to not? be
1: permanent. It doesn't have to. Okay. be permanent. So I think I think it's like I call them long form implantables. So uh, subcutaneous implantables, right? So not the neural link type. Uh, I think Neuralink is like a proper procedure. Like you're, you're literally having a pretty significant procedure done to you. Um, if you look at, there's a, a CGM called EverSense. It's a subcutaneous implant, same place that you would put a, um, you know, an Abbott CGM or a level CGM, however way people understand it. Um, um, you can put a subcutaneous uh, implant in that same area. It's like an out of an outpatient uh, procedure, 10-15 minutes. You go back after 12 months, and you remove it. You know, let's say you freak out. You're like, I don't want to have this in my body. You go and you have another outpatient procedure. You remove it very simply. So uh, that's the way I see implantables really uh, playing like a huge role in the future. And especially even if not for young people, for older people who have a really hard time understanding how to use devices, we can enable them to have these devices and not have to worry about charging them, looking at them, wearing them and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, I know that there's privacy issues. You know, like uh, I've I've heard from people tell me, tell me about wearable devices. Are they safe to wear? I think there's all these issues that exist even today with mobile devices, right? Like oh yeah. Well, like should I? Like they're watching me. Um, you know the 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 I, don't, I can get cancer from the phone and all these other things, right? Like and we don't know. Maybe maybe all that ends up being true. But um, um yeah. I think I think we have to make decisions on um what I, I i'm of the belief that this data is going to enable us to live better healthier um, improved versions of ourselves and just like with everything else there's risks um, yeah. that we don't yet know
0: yeah yeah we're, none of us are reading n- none of us are reading the google uh, Yeah, you know, in terms, of <laughs> terms and conditions <laughs> yeah. I, I i seriously I can't remember the last time i read one uh, it's yeah and you're right it's just where we're headed um what do what do the haters say uh well before we that's a i love asking that question but um before i ask that question which i just asked you know because i can't help but notice on the on the website sign up here to like to to join early where where is basis in its development now we we've
1: still kept it in beta uh
0: as we try to find the right balance that
1: um you know the majority of people feel like it strikes the right thing they need in their day-to-day life. So we're, we're pretty much every one of our early users is a design partner. Um, so we're, we're probably about a month, a month and a half away from, um, launching publicly. So,
0: okay. yeah, Ooh, exciting. Exciting. Okay. Now the question, what, what do the haters or the skeptics say? How do they try to pick what you're doing apart?
1: Well, I mean, they obviously can question the, the, the data, um, they, they, so the models, the AI models, they can say, well, how much validation have you run this through, you know, five years of data validation? Have you run this through how many millions of patients or how many millions of users? So obviously, as a startup, we haven't had the capacity to do that yet. So there's always going to be that early adopter uh, by, uh, like um, selection bias. So mm-hmm. people who aren't in that sphere will probably have uh, a pretty strong reaction against it. Um, there's there's obviously the naysayers we're going to uh, look at it from the standpoint of like oh it's missing data here so how is it giving me you know information with missing data mm. but you know then that's the half the 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 glass half full versus half empty thing like i know 70 per 70 percent of something i know better I, I, knowing something 70 percent is better than knowing zero percent that's how i look at it so um Obviously we're trying to find ways to bridge those gaps. And then there's like the next level kind of hater, which is, has nothing to do with bases. It's like the wearable space. It's like, have you heard this story where you put the Apple watch a, on a wooden table in it and it reads a, a heart rate? Um, there's like, there's all these like interesting like anecdotes and stories that people have. Maybe it's true, but like realistically that these are devices that have been validated. Even if, again, even if they're 70% accurate, we're looking at the trends. Um, cgms right like they're not hundred percent i've i've done i was actually wearing two different cgms at the same time and doing um uh like um finger prick and it wasn't the same number but the trend was the same and that's the most important thing it doesn't have we don't have to nitpick that it's absolutely true and you lied it was 10 off you were having you're experiencing a glucose spike or a glu- glucose dip this tells us something about what's going on in your body
0: right yeah um, yeah. <laughs> I've not heard about uh, uh a heart rate from a wooden table. <laughs> oh, I hear it
1: weekly. I hear it every week.
0: <laughs> I got I got now I'm curious I got I got to try that. Um well, this is I I've really enjoyed this conversation. I mean and and again, I'm I'm struck I've done this so many times with so many founders, you know, chief medical officers and I I'm really impressed by the way that you're answering the questions, how you're thinking about it. Um, it seems really even keeled. And uh, I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to acknowledge that because it's it's almost passive, which is like kind of the basis of basis, right? It's like, we're just, we're watching it. We're watching it. You're not doing anything. We're tracking it. It's okay. We're making some some suggestions based on what you're going through uh, and, and what your goals are, and I just think that that's I just think that's really cool. Where can people go? Where would you direct them on the internet?
1: Uh, number one place is they can go on our website um, basishealth.io, not com. And uh, on socials, you can find us uh, at basishealth on almost every major social platform. Um, those are the primary ways they can connect with us. today.
0: How about you individually? Do you, are you very active yourself? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter.
1: Um, It's it's gonna be a tough one to give them the. I guess I guess you can put it in the description. Yeah, I'll put it in the show. And then uh, also on LinkedIn, happy to connect with anyone, thought leader in the space, anyone curious about the space, anyone interested to uh, you know, just try something out, become part of the early access. uh, Happy to connect with anyone.
0: Awesome. So this is my my final question, um, and it's a fill in the blank. This can be based on just about anything. It doesn't have to be specific to basis or or even, you know, in, into, you know, health tech. And you can elaborate as much as you want or as little as you want, but please fill hmm. in the blank. Hmm. Everyone would benefit from knowing.
1: Hmm. Um, I'll try to answer it in like in a different way. Like empathy, I think, can make a huge change in how we live our lives so i think every we're always trying to understand why someone's wrong or whether they're in agreement with us um and i think this is this is not something novel that i'm saying i think it's pretty commonplace but trying to understand what might be going on in that person's life Um, i have this thing that not many people agree with me but i think even bad actors have good intentions for their own reasons right like um even people that you see have uh, some kind of are hurting other people to some extent there's some like internal good intention um and i think just if we if we if we could train empathy to more people i think we would actually find that we would be much more harmonious and and happy as a society um hmm. and much more technologically advanced to some extent because we could understand things and and collaborate on things in a way that's not constantly clashing and pause you know, like there's there's this constant force of innovation, but then we kind of keep hitting a clash of which school of thought is going to uh, prevail and like dogmatism. Um, whereas, you know, both are probably have the same intention. They want to move the space forward. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's, that's really what I, I try to preach to people and, and, and to myself every day is, okay, what what's this person really feeling? Why is, why is this person, person thinking this way?
0: Hmm. Well said. Yeah, I appreciate that answer. Well, I love it. I think that the way that you're approaching this, the 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 value that you're that you're bringing with basis, I think is 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 pretty unique. And if it streamlines people's health, if it makes it easier for them to make good choices for themselves, takes that data and then what? And then what? Well, this is what. This is the thing. Slow down, don't work out like an animal today. You know, try to get more sleep. Uh, you know, watch, watch this nutritional intake. Uh, Pretty cool. George, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast.
1: Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Thanks.
0: I just want to say thank you everybody for listening to this episode. If this is your first time you've ever listened or you never miss a single episode, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, being out on an island, literally with my family, raising my children, feeding the chickens, getting my garden ready and and still being able to deliver the world in now 94 countries, this podcast with useful information that improves your life. It is so important to me. It is, it is such an uh, important part of my life. And the fact that you listen is everything. It really means everything to me. And you can help me out by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform that you listen to or sharing these episodes with people that you think might find them interesting. I don't know about you, but I send a ton of episodes to friends and family uh, when I hear a podcast that I really love. So uh, if you would do me that same honor, I would really appreciate that. As always, you can find me on Instagram at real Sean McCormick. And you know, for a while there, I was talking about a platform that would revolutionize the way that you find health optimization resources and products and services. It is still coming. It is still coming and I'm so excited to release it to you. Uh, it's coming up soon. It's taken uh, a lot of a lot of hard work and a lot of focus to build this thing and uh, it's just about ready. So please stick around. Don't go anywhere. Well, you got to live your life, but then, you know, come back and listen to the podcast and we'll talk more about it. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast.